You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. This is Locked On Hornets, your daily podcast on the Charlotte Hornets and the NBA. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Search your podcast app for Locked On to get podcasts on the NBA, the NFL, and fantasy sports. You can follow us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram, at Locked On Hornets, facebook.com forward slash Locked On Hornets. I'm Doug Branson on this fun Friday. If you are new to the show on Fridays, we kind of relax. You know, we spend Monday through Thursday basically digging down into the stats, getting nerdy about basketball. Friday, we tend to relax, have a little fun. Joining me to do that is the panel, and this is our last show of 2017, so we virtually have the full panel, missing a couple of people, but uh, we've got a great panel here from the capital city, Nick Denning. Nick, what's going on? I think we need to relax a little bit, you know, with the show. Everyone does. Yeah. And not just the show, but like everyone in general needs to just relax, take a breath, because 2018 is probably going to be even crazier, both in Hornets and life. I've also got from the mean streets of Cotswold, the man, the myth, the legend, David Walker. David, what's going on? Doug, hit me with that air air horn one more time. All right. Yeah, that feels good. That feels real good on a Friday. And joining us for, I think, his third show of the year. This might be a record. A record in 2017 set on the very last show. Nada Edwards. See, see, here (laughs) we go. Here we go. I'm trying to have a really good Friday, and then I was going to ask for the air horn. I don't even want it now. (laughs) Give it to him. Yeah, give me the air horn anyway. (laughs) We're going to have some fun. We're going to have some fun today. I'm the absentee father of this show. that's your theory. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it is my theory that we're going to have some fun. Yeah, it it absolutely is. Oh, man. All right, anything else I need to say before we get into this show? I can preview the show. We're going to talk about these uh, city uniforms. What do we think? We're going to do three best, three worst. We'll talk about the Buzz City jersey. Oh, what else? Uh, Top drops. We'll do an episode of Top Drops. Uh, Eric Collins, his best drops of 2017. Plus, Dwayne Bacon finally got that trip to Greensboro he always wanted. How did he do? And what do we think about it? (laughs) Plus, there's some Steven Silas hate. And I want to know if you guys think it's it's fair or foul. Definitely let us know on Twitter at LockedOnHornets, or you can uh, email us, buzzbuzz at LockedOnHornets.com. I want to know if you think uh, that some or all of this is Steven Silas's fault that's going on with the Hornets right now. Plus, we'll end the show with uh, what we want to see in 2018 and what we would like uh, everyone to try or do in 2018. So we'll, we'll have a fun segment to end this fun Friday. But first, quick shout out to B. Diddy, Baron Davis, former Charlotte Hornets great. He's ending 2017 the right way, guys. No, he's, make, living his, uh, he's living his best life. Making man. out with living Laura Dern. Mm-hmm. One of my yeah. favorite one of my favorite actresses is now with one of my all-time favorite basketball players. This is beautiful. Yeah. Big year for her, right? Uh Big Little Lies. I was a big fan of that. Don't know if you guys saw that Star Wars obviously. So mm-hmm. now BJ. Yeah. Spoiler. Yeah. I was going to say check, Twin check Peaks, right? Yeah. yeah it's, That's it's been right. a good year. Been a good year. Been a good year for her. Check out uh check out Baron Davis's Jesus Samaro interview. That's a, that's a that's a good one. Lots of he talks about the Hornets, but he talks about a lot of other stuff too, which is just talking about Laura Dern. He does not. No, okay. get that under wraps. Nick yeah, Nick is Nick is ending 2017 by peeking his mic out. Just back that back that mic just oh, a okay. little bit right. up for just uh, take it outside How, and then talk. You talk. You're so how's mad. that? Are we are we is that peaking a little bit better? I don't we're, know. We're getting there. We're getting there. Maybe move okay. it back just a little bit more. Okay. All right. How about, while while oh. while you get your mic set. We're going to talk about these <laughs> these uh, new city uniforms. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> what? Oh, listen, we're just trying to have a we're having a fun Friday, but we have to have a technically sound Friday. Yeah, technically sound Friday. <laughs> technically, <laughs> you can't do technically sound with air horns, Doug. I'm sorry. You can't do uh, technically technically <laughs> air horns are sound. Um, okay. Oh, <laughs> so should we talk about? I've got my three best and three worst of these city uniforms. Should we talk about the Buzz City uniform first? 
Sure. We might yeah. as well. Because it's we not, I'll well. tell you one, I'll spoil my three best and three worst, but the Bus City uniform does not make either. It sits mm. comfortably in the middle, I think. Maybe top no, that's fair. Top, top half of these uniforms for me, but but definitely not a three best or three worst category. Well, let's talk about it. So the Buzz City uniforms, if you haven't seen them yet, are a take on last season's Buzz City uniforms. No sleeves, obviously. None of these Nike jerseys have sleeves. The Buzz City lettering and the numbers and the name on the back are now uh, black with white outlines. And then the real feature of the jersey, though, uh, is the, the sides of the jersey look like kind of like mesh netting a little bit. Uh, I, I think they're supposed to represent the nest and uh, the nest of a hornet. And also there was uh, it was kind of the like wings. A, the wings of a hornet as well as the nest. And then it has entered the swarm at the bottom. All of these city jerseys have some kind of a city slogan on them. <clears throat> so the hornets opting for enter the swarm. I'll toss it to the panel first before I give my thoughts. David, you are our resident fashion expert. What did you think about the Buzz City offering? I'm with these, man. I mean, the black ones were popular last year. Um, it feels like people are really stuck on this Buzz City uh, oh, moniker. I mean, I don't know what the big deal is. It's, it's, it's uh, you know, it's something they're going for. Whoa, whoa, we're feeling strong about that. Yeah, um, very strong. But I, I, thought like I, it, I thought I muted my mic there. My fault. <laughs> no, not at Technically all. Technically sound Friday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's also like it's the, also mucus month. It's also mucus. <laughs> yeah, summer. that's true. That's yeah. true. So I'm good with the man. I, I think they did a nice update to last year's. I like the iridescent, whatever you call that, cross hatch down the side. Uh, so I, I'm I'm cool with them. They're not out of this world. They're not you know, boring. So I'm, I'm good with them. I think they're right down the line. Nada. Um, I, I'm one of those that like you didn't put it in its top 10, but, um, also, uh, again, it's not, it's in the top 10, but it's not top three or bottom three. It's solid. My only issue probably would be that I, I guess my big thing with it is that is the purple with the mesh on the sides. And if there was anything but that, I probably would have had it, had it higher. It would be top three. But outside of that, I think it's a solid, and Buzz City works perfectly for it. Let's be real. So you don't like the the teal gradient into purple on the on the side design? No, no. Like, if it was just straight teal, I, I think I would have liked it better. But again, as y'all know, I mean, nothing I says nothing, no, nothing says throwback to the 90s like a real sick gradient. I mean, it was, that's just a very, it's a very sure. 90s thing. It's, yes. And they've got the benefit of the teal and purple color. That's always going to work for people in general. Nick, what did you think about this jersey offering? I just, I'm, I'm more like just disappointed that they, they missed the opportunity here to go back to the old racing jerseys. I mean, this, <laughs> the, Bob, <laughs> the Bob Kitties. I mean, that uh, was just a, I mean, I don't think people, you know, maybe, maybe it wasn't. As, yeah, <laughs> it wasn't there wasn't demand for them. I don't know why, but I don't know. Okay. Um, no, they're, well, they're they're all right. They're, I like them. Um, I, I wasn't the biggest fan of, of last year's. I mean, I didn't hate last last year's, but I think these are an upgrade. Um, so um, yeah, no, they're, they're solid. I think I think hey, again, guys, Doug, yeah, we, yeah. Sh we should mention that these are these are going to be refreshed every single year. So every oh. team is getting a new city jersey every single year now. Like. Some may be huge changes, I guess. Some may be different changes, but Nike's going to be turning out a new city jersey every year for every team. Yeah, I want to roll back to that because I want to ask you guys if that's a good idea. But first, let me give my thoughts on this Buzz City jersey. Uh, I I like it. Uh, I'm I'm even okay with the the black lettering with the white outline. It's it seems a little simple, but but I I kind of like it once I saw it in action. I'm good with the font everywhere. I'm fine with Buzz City. I don't know why people, I guess, wanted to see Queen City, but I think those people probably haven't been really paying all that much attention to the Hornets. That feels like a very sort of like Charlotte thing that's not like that, that they don't really pay attention to the Hornets. So they're like, why isn't it Queen City? These are supposed to be city jerseys. Okay, well, this is Buzz City. That's that's their thing. So that's fine. It's really the side thing that everyone likes, the side deal. I'm just not sure about the design. It feels like it's like it's supposed to be the nest, but it's not honeycomb. 
it's it's kind of supposed to be the wings of a hornet, but I'm not really getting that either. It's it's sort of like they didn't really have I feel like a solid idea of what they wanted to see there. I just didn't really like the execution on that, uh, which is probably what drops it for me. But I thought it was a solid idea, and and you know I'm I'm gonna be you know I'll probably be purchasing one. I'll be honest. Okay. <laughs> what do you mean probably? We um, know you are. All right, that's fine. I like these alternate jerseys. I usually like alternate jerseys. There's not a, not a yeah. ton of alternate jerseys that I'm gonna be really ashamed of or not purchase uh so let's talk about our three best and three worst uh david or you can give one best one worst whatever you got really david what what did you like what did you not like i'm gonna give you my worst and it's all the gray ones Uh, i'm way out on every single one of these gray jerseys that includes the wolves the Celtics. celtics which went for the parquet look which which almost saves it, but I just I think the gray is kind of bland. Cleveland, the Cleveland one with the land might be the best of this crop, just because it's an interesting look. Cleveland, I don't know why they don't just go with their royal orange, royal blue and orange uh, combo. I mean, the Thunder one, holy hell, that looks like a a, a, a that's bobcat. clipboard. Another gradient, that's clipboard. another gradient. That one is is bad. So I'm out on all these gray ones. Um, the, those did not work for me at all. Okay, no gray for David. Nada, did you have a best and worst? Best and worst. Um, best best is easily um, Lakers, Laker City Edition. Mm, let about State. that when you finish. Yeah, the Mamba Edition is pretty dope on that. Um, Lakers, absolutely. Chicago, which <clears> is just like beautifully simple and elegant, and usually that doesn't work, but it does with that. Boring. Philly. And Philly, and the yeah. Philly ones are, are just oh, and Milwaukee, and then the worst, honestly, to me, like the Motor City ones don't hit hit for me, and the Orlando Magic, it, like oh, that's good it. job, good effort, but it's horrible. <laughs> that is the worst one. I didn't mention that, but I did want to come back to that. That one is garbage. Let's that go to let's horrible. talk about the Lakers one though because this I think this really speaks to an idea that they really let these teams sort of go with whatever they felt like if it, if they wanted to throw back to the franchise they could if they wanted to really focus on uh, what the city was about they could that's what Orlando I think was trying to do with their jersey is really focus on what makes that city famous which is Disney and what you know what is behind that franchise as well uh, but the Lakers decided really just to honor one player. It, it yeah. Kobe Bryant, yes. who gave himself the nickname. <laughs> Black, this is like the ultimate. Honestly, actually, now that I think about it, it does sort of uh, throw back to the city. It does sort of represent the, the Los Angeles because it's all about ego. Like it's the ultimate representation yeah, of ego. Yeah, and they were also doing the whole ger- uh, number retirement thing this year for him. So like I said, they can change this up next year. Um, I like the subtlety of it, but at some point you are like, Man, I mean, y'all gotta. We gotta move on, right? Wow. We gotta move on from Kobe. Yeah. Uh, Nick, oh, we, we can't say anything about nostalgia in this town. You know that. That's ah. true. That's true. All right, Nick. Best and worst. Um. So I, I kind of I was like one that just kind of is, is just so plain to me. So it's kind of it's my worst list is Memphis. It's just it's just like white and like. So I you mean, know I, the? Do you know the story? But sorry to jump in on you there, Nick. Do you know the story behind that one? I don't. So so um, tell me. So I might change my mind. Yeah, that, that one's a big story. That one is not a – correct me on this one. That one represents the um, – no, san- The I sanitation, the sanitation, sanitation yeah, workers. Strike. Yeah. Yeah, sanitation workers strike. That's There's some historical reference to that. Ah, okay. So that's okay. why it's – while it's plain, it it historically resonates with the town. It's one of those that, like, it's – like again, I'm the with you. The they use, like, on the signs is yeah. similar to the ones they use gotcha. on the jerseys. So – there was some story about, and that one is actually cool, but super plain for a reason, I think. So yeah. Nick, okay. Nick, mm-hmm. Nick Denning is total national guy right now, not really getting the the local. <laughs> yeah, but that actually changes. That changes my opinion. That's actually, I think that's cool. That All right. They, so what's they, your what's your actual worst? Okay. Um, do not like the 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 Bulls because it just looks like a Clippers it's jersey. It's boring. Yeah, and it, yeah, and it's a Clippers jersey. The clip. Uh, in fact, the Clippers. Should no, have, the Clippers one is dope. It's garbage. No, Clippers is garbage. Oh, man, I can't wait to get to mine. I'm sorry, Nick. I interrupted yes. you. Go ahead. Um, the the Cleveland one, when I first saw it, before I saw the land, I thought it was a Pacers jersey. Um, <laughs> I, I, that, Justifiable. Yeah. And then Utah's, um, are they going for like a, 
like the the hotness ranking on like a Buffalo Wild Wings menu. Like I don't understand. Like I, that's great. The, that one I just don't really. I don't know. It might look better that's, like in person, but that yeah, that one's supposed to represent like the sunset or the yeah, sunrise. No, sorry, bye, okay. bye, Utah. You're done. Sorry. <laughs> next, next year. See you next year. Um, let's see. Any best? It's, what do you like? Yeah, no, I do. I'm trying to. Oh, uh, Miami's. Miami's is fantastic. Yeah. Um, with, you yeah. know, whether it's whether you're going Miami Vice or Grand Theft Auto Five, Vice City, yeah, Vice City, yeah, yeah great. Five, yeah. Um, like those. Um, let's see. I had I had a couple others here. Um, I like the Kings. Did you guys go for the Kings at all? The Kings wanna, is pretty good too. I want to spoil it. Yeah. St- don't no one oh, spoil sorry, mine. Sorry. Okay, and I'll, I, I like I like New Orleans. Um, it's 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 they it's go very, back to it's very Nola. A, yeah and 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 i feel like the, the the i feel like new orleans colors like since they rebranded the pelicans it just doesn't fit new orleans for me like i guess i maybe i'm i'm obviously not from new orleans but when i think new orleans you know i think purple You're obviously yellow. not from memphis either no i'm not <laughs> oh wow wow uh, that was unnecessary <laughs> um and I, yeah, I, I, those, those are probably my two favorites. Um, I wish like the rip city one, I love the old rip city ones. This one that they have is kind of, I don't know. Right. Now that one, no, that one has something buried in there too. I don't want to steal too much of dogs cause I'm jumping out on everybody's yeah. Here, but yeah. All right. So let me, let me go with best first. I want to stay positive. I want to tell you what the three jerseys that are as hot as Nick Denning's mic. Okay. It's gonna be <laughs> no. Just put this back. No mercy. <laughs> Just take it outside. Literally across Just the table. Put a blanket. <laughs> put a blanket over it. Um, maybe uh, check and see. Actually, Nick, check and see if the mic is actually routed into Zoom. You may still be operating on your. We should okay. have done this pre-show. This is good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this, like is, this is a pre-show. Yeah, this is a pre-show. <laughs> we'll we'll figure it out. Okay. Um, How's that? Go and say it's talk again. Hello. Is am I? Is this? Is it still hot or am I? No, I think that. I think we fixed it's better. it. We just fixed it's it. We just okay, fixed that, it. That was the issue. Okay. Well, bring that. Now you need to bring it a little closer. Okay. How's this? Oh, it's perfect. All right. Let me tell you. Sound Friday. No, it's great. Uh, let me tell you my three best. So. I'm going to go with, uh, th- these are in no particular order, but I loved Denver's. I thought it was, uh, yeah. I thought the design was really um, nicely, elegantly simple, uh, but at the same time, not completely boring. I just really liked the logo. Uh, yeah. Then Sacramento, I, I love the, anytime you're going to work in powder blue, which really doesn't come across in some of these like Nike official photos, but it really is kind of a, a powder blue and I love that logo, that alternate logo they introduced this year. That's fantastic. And then just the overall design of Sacramento's, love that. And then finally, Milwaukee. No one's mentioned them yet. Uh, the cream color, yeah. I think, really is Cream City, so it works. Uh, Philadelphia, I think, is a little cream, too, which didn't make any sense to me. But I love I love the Bucks alternate logo as well. It looks mean. It looks intimidating. And uh, I just love, I love that design. I love the font on the numbering. Uh, so yeah, simple is going to work for me. So that's why my worst <clears throat> is going to be Orlando. They tried just way too much with this jersey. It looks like a Windows ninety five background. Like this is not. It does. This is not. Yeah, I'm like flying through space. Uh, I need to shake my my mouse a little bit to wake my computer up. No, get out of here. Um, Dallas as well. The Dallas said, I don't know if you've seen this one yet, guys, but Dallas said they were trying to go for the Dallas skyline. I don't yeah. get that. Yeah. What? Like what? It's like some marketing guy was like, well, "What is this supposed to mean?" Oh, is is supposed to mean uh, Dallas? Is Dallas skyline? Is the skyline? No, that's yeah. um. It 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 looks like nothing. It, it looks like absolutely nothing. I'm I'm out on Dallas. And then finally, Nada and I are going to disagree with this one, but the Los Angeles Clippers jersey. It, it looks Man. like it looks like a practice warm up. It's nothing. They literally did nothing. What? How does the, that represent Los the, Angeles or the franchise or anything? The old Please San tell Diego me, Clippers. Tell me, that, there's like some uh, there's some sanitation strike in Los Angeles that this is supposed to. No, that that was for the old because when the Clippers went to San Diego. Then okay, that's that, a that's a throwback colors. jersey. This is not no. I don't like the whole idea of just doing a throwback jersey. It it kind of it kind of reminds me of the uh, the ones from what is what is that Will Smith movie. Um, there's a lot of the, them. Well, the one where he plays the ABA, you know, basketball team. You talking about Will Ferrell? 
Oh, Will Ferrell. Oh, yeah, I was, I was, yeah, I was like, wait, yeah, what is this like hidden so Will Pro? Smith classic? <laughs> we were talking about Brian earlier. So I'm still stuck on that. Like, <laughs> yeah, semi pro. Um, yeah, it looks semi-pro. like the semi pro jersey. Yes. Yeah, totally. That's not necessarily like a bad that was a good jersey. Yeah. That was a good jersey. Yeah. But no, this is they they got boring, <laughs> they got lazy. This is like a, and and there's not even a they don't even have a they don't even have a phrase. Oh my, I just noticed this. In the photo from Nike, the Clippers jersey doesn't even have like a city phrase on the bottom of it. Like what are Do these you guys? You really want to talk about the time when the, when the Clippers were that bad in San Diego because I'm not sure you want to like or, have a phrase or in that Los comes. Angeles, but that's not the point. They were just this was boring. All right, honorable mention for worst for me, Atlanta. This awful yeah. font. It looks like kind of yeah. the Matrix uh font. Dude. It looks like the alien font from Independence Day. I was not into this font at all. No. <laughs> um, I mean, maybe if there was some alien invasion of 1968 that Atlanta was trying to honor, I'm sorry, to to Atlantians. Um, most representative of the city, I'm giving a tie to Golden State, which we haven't talked about. I thought they worked in several things that are very, uh, very Golden State. Uh, tried to get some, you know, got the bridge in there, got some of the 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 uh, history in there. So I, I like the Bay. You know, they, they went with another name, uh, unlike the Clippers, who just put Clippers, or the Pacers, who just put Pacers. Um, and and finally, the tie goes to Portland, because as you said, David, it works in uh, works in some, looks like kind of flannel. It, lo- it's very, it's, it feels very Northwest. Also, Jack Ramsey. I know it's, yeah, it yeah. has some of that flavor in there, too. Uh, feels very hipstery to me. I thought Portland did a good job of sort of, sne- I like sneaky things, where you're the Memphis thing is sneaky. Like you're only going to know that if you've read an article about it, or if you are from Memphis. So I like that sneaky. Um, you fine. might like this, Doug. Doug, yeah. let me jump in on one of yours. Phillies. Please. That 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 tent is supposed to look like the color of like parchment paper, I think. Or, yeah, or Declaration paper. of yeah. Yeah, Declaration of Independence. Okay, whatever. Ah. The, the the lettering <laughs> I get. No, see, that's like oh my gosh. No, see in. That's not. Why do, you, why do you like Milwaukee's, but you don't like Phillies? Because I mean, Phillies, yeah, again, good. it's like it's sort of like oh, it's cream. Um, uh, the Declaration of Independence is, you know, it's got the color. No, like you're trying. No, you're you're like I don't know. It doesn't feel you're, like they were really trying hard enough. Now had they oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Had they had they like sort of faded the Declaration of Independence lettering. On the jerseys, I would have. That would have been. What do you think? That would have been. That would have been dope as hell. But not this what do you like think the script we're... faces. No, no, I'm talking yeah. about the actual Declaration of Independence. That they work that into. That's the too many words. That's way, That's way too, words. too busy. Yeah. Oh, then then you have an Orlando. No. Been... Then you have an Orlando <laughs> Magic situation. No, 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 no. It you want the worked. entire Declaration of Independence? Not the entire on the one. Of not the entire one. If, I'm not. I'm not carrying if, around the Constitution in my back pocket. That's not what I'm talking about here. <laughs> if, All right, finally, yeah. let me get one more Jersey comment in, and then we got to move on. Um, the most representative of the franchise. Most representative of the franchise. Not the city, but the franchise. I'm giving this one to the San Antonio Spurs, which I don't think had a great jersey at all. It's oh, the, no, it's, it didn't. It's the this camo. They went with the camo again, like they've done this before. <laughs> but isn't that so San Antonio? It's so fundamental to them. It's so boring. But it's like, uh, just go grab one out of the back closet. We're going to go win some basketball games. We're resting our players. I think Pop was a big uh, part of this decision-making process, just like LeBron in Cleveland. Pop was like, look, we're not messing with this. We're not spending any time on this. We got basketball games to win. Give him the camo jersey again. It's Pop's first bad decision in a very, very long time. Yeah. (laughs) But it's very San Antonio. All right, real quick, we've got the top 10 drops of 2017 from our favorite Hornets announcer, Eric Collins. We'll go through these quick. Let's hit him with 10. Kind of went 10 there because it's a little bit of a cheater one because Dell is part of that as well, but responding to the Dwight dunk there. How about number nine? You complete me. Just uh, quoting Jerry Maguire for whatever reason. Oh, 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 good God. Well, listen, give it time. We're not even in the top five yet. Yeah. All right, here we go. Number, uh, what are we on? The 10, 9, 8. I can count. Here we go. Number nine. Wait, number eight. (laughs) (laughs) I'm rushing because we spent 20 minutes on jerseys. Tougher than a one-eared alley cat. That's a good one. All right. That's a really good one, actually. All right, how about this one? He gets excited on this one. All right, number six. Number six. Mm, Another guy with muscles uh, virtually everywhere. Mm. 
Mm. Mm. Mm. Mm. Makes it. Mm. Another guy with <laughs> muscles uh, virtually everywhere. <laughs> All right, for number five, this is a new entry. This is a recent entry. Uh, right, got it right in on on time. Here we go. Number five. Oh man, that's some gravy. He was hungry. Just, I'm surprised that's not higher. I was like, too, was, and I made the list. That, that's top three. Yeah, I should have. All right. Yeah. How about this one though? This one's a classic. This one's from last season. Left-handed thunder. That was uh, his his call for Spencer Hawes and the Spencer Hawes dunk. All right, how about creep uh, creepy laugh making it in on top three? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's God. like it's like um, if you've seen Billy Madison when Carl mocks <laughs> the weasel laugh. <laughs> he does that little does that little Weasley laugh, and oh, then God. and then Adam Sandler or Billy says, "Yeah, how does that go?" <laughs> <laughs> All right, number two. This was a tough one between number two and number one, but this is number two. This barely got bounced. How about we start calling him the Kissing Bandit? <laughs> wow. Okay. That's number two. Number two. All right, number one best Eric Collins drop of 2017. We've played it many times on this show, and it's kind of a throwback. So it's perfect for our city jersey conversation. Number one, here we go. Lottie Dottie. <laughs> Love it. Number one, best Eric Collins drop. What did you guys think of that list? Uh, gravy should have been top three. I'm sorry. Oh, like, man, that's some gravy. I'm, I'm sorry. That should be top three. Like, I, it, well, Which one do you bounce? Good. You can't bounce creepy laugh. <laughs> yes, yeah. Oh, yes, uh, yes, I can. I and have no guilt about it. No guilt. None. Okay. That gravy, that gravy reference, I mean, it was good. It was, it was real good. Can we pause for a moment and talk about some actual basketball? Would the, I would guess. the, would the audience allow <laughs> us to do that on this fun Friday? So, Dwayne Bacon, rookie. For the Charlotte Hornets, finally got that trip to Greensboro that he wanted. Of course, he missed the first opportunity to go to Greensboro because of travel issues right after Christmas. But Bacon was assigned to the Swarm yesterday and played last night. He scored 45 points, and I've been informed it was on 40 shots. That's not a typo. 40 <laughs> shots. Oh, man, that's some gravy. David, quick thoughts on Bacon's display in Greensboro. Yeah, that's my favorite part. I'm a, I'm a bigger fan of the 40 shots I mean, of the 45 points because that just says, as soon as he entered the building, give me the ball. That's I mean, that's what Monk did, too. I mean, shooting 21 three-pointers the other night. So, I'm with it. I mean, these guys should be jacking everything up, and they are. So, um, you know, I'm sure those guys are super – sure the, the guys that spend most of their time in Greensboro are really happy to see these guys come into town because they aren't getting any shots that day. <laughs> Nick, Nick, Dwayne Bacon went through warm-ups and then just stayed out on the floor and just kept shooting. They just, yeah. they just stood in the same place, and they just kept feeding him the ball. Yeah. No, I mean, look, it, I think he was um, – and the thing is, like, he, he finished 18 for 40, but earlier in the game, I, I checked it earlier, he was, like, 14 of 27. So, you know, he, he didn't shoot so well towards the end of the game. But, you know, that's – that's he was he was cooking for a while. Um, he was exhausted. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he, I, I feel like I feel like before he left, like him and Monk, like he probably told Monk, like I'm gonna I'm gonna double your shot attempts, like I'm gonna try and double it, and and he, you know he kind of got close. Um, no, I mean, look, he, like you know, he needs to shoot, he needs to be assertive, you know, like this is why he's down there to get some to get shots up, to get the game time, to feel like he's you know an important piece. Um, he'll probably get, I think he, he's gonna get one what. One more game, I think, and then he's going to rejoin the team. So that we'll seems see to, that seems to be the reporting from Rick Bennell. That the the issue, yeah. Nada, with with these with any of these G League performances, is that whenever people see forty five points, they never see forty shots. When they yeah. see seven made three no, pointers from Malik Monk, they never see twenty one attempted. And so it's immediate. Like people are like, why are why isn't Dwayne Bacon playing forty five points in the G League? He's obviously the best player. Why isn't Malik Monk playing? He hit seven three pointers. That's that's always the problem, Nada. Yeah, yeah, it, it is the problem, and there's going to be unreal expectations, and people are just looking for hope. So I get it, but at the same time, 
I would have liked to see both of them down there for a couple more games. You're not going to play them on this road trip. And if you really need them, they're a flight away. Again, this beautiful thing called technology. If you need them, they'll be there within a day. If there's an injury or something along the lines of that, I would have preferred to see them down there just to get their shots up because when you have Jeremy Lamb taking all the shots on the second unit and then Frank occasionally taking one and generally missing, I mean, (laughs) it's one of those things where I would have preferred to see them get their confidence back, but I like the fact that, that the franchise basically finally took this step for both of them and used the G League as it's supposed to be done for these first round rookies. Uh, let's stay and with, second round. Yeah. Let's stay with basketball because I sort of missed this. I, I think someone tried to hint at this in the last show, but there was a little bit of Steven Silas hate going on uh, after that last game. Some conversations online, and uh, I got a question about it when I went on ESPN seven thirty, and really didn't think much of it until I then discovered that there were some some sort of conversations being had about Steven Silas and his performance with the Charlotte Hornets. And look, the the record has not been good under Silas. It was, uh, uh, you know, it was a sudden thing, Silas being thrust into this head coaching position. But what do we think about uh, Silas getting some criticism amongst the fanosphere? How much is Silas to blame for what's been going on, David? It's hard for me to look at this team and say coaching is the problem. Um, I mean, I don't think he's been perfect. I think he's tried some things, which when I was asked about it was the biggest thing I was happy to see. Like, he's tried a few different things. Um, and, like, you know, the substitution patterns in the last game, you mentioned that yesterday, Doug. That was a little head-scratching. But, man, I don't know what else you'll want out of him at this point. It's a t- First of all, it's a tough situation uh, just in general. But everything is going wrong right now. He's just trying to grasp on anything that might work. And, and he's put in a tough spot. So I find it tough to be too hard on him at this point, just given you know where he is. Yeah, I critique that particular move, like going with the full bench unit against Boston when Boston was playing two or three starters. I, I felt like that particular yeah. move was, was not great. But I think overall, uh, he's maintained virtually what the, what the structure is in terms of the lineups while trying to... Uh, tinker with the rotation somewhat to get some production out of the bench. You saw him play Dwight Howard with the bench to to some success uh, later on in the game. Um, but yeah, uh, there there have been some issues with rotation. Uh, Nada, what do you think about Steven Silas's performance and what the fans are perceiving right now? He's he's one of those like I don't want to put too much on him, but I haven't really been impressed with him because if again, there's that SB Nation piece that came out, uh, I want to say a couple months ago, where he was really in control of the rotations the entire year. And that was one of the big things I took from it. But also you had... Well, not not like really, this, not in turn, not in, not not the rotations. He was the. You're you're speaking of the Paul Flannery piece on SBN. Yes. Yeah, he was yes. like he, he. They have individual players that they work with, but really the head coach is is the main guy in charge of in charge of the rotation, at least on the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, um, well... But he was he was one of those people that was heavily involved in it. So there were certain things that he was already responsible for when Cliff was here. So it, it was already here. But some of the some of the substitutions have left me head scratching. Um, there have been some like lack of adjustments. But that it's granted. not. Let me hold on. And let me because my thing is th- there are little changes, subtle changes that he's tried to make. But it's here's what would tell me that there's a coaching issue. If something happens similar to what you saw last night um, with Milwaukee, with, yeah. with Milwaukee, where mm. they didn't play Malcolm Brogdon for the first 20 minutes of the game, and they asked all of the players afterwards, and they're like, "We have no idea why. We're just we just go out there, and when they say when they say play, play." Like if he sat Jeremy Lamb for the first. 20 minutes of a game or or mess with the rotation in that kind of fundamental way where you're like messing with guys' head. He's not doing that to me that's the sign of a bad coach. What I'm saying is I think Jason Kidd is a bad coach. No, and, Jason no, Jason Kidd is his own special kind of bad coach. Right. And that's not what Steven Silas is. Now. That's what I'm saying. Like let's when we when we when when I see people calling Silas like a bad coach, that's what kind of gets on my nerves where yeah. I think he, he's got a lot to prove. But I don't think he should be judged harshly 
on this particular situation because it was a team that already had some issues when he took over, and then you take over a team midseason, that's always going to be difficult. It's yes, not like it, it's not like taking over the Warriors. This isn't a a Mike right. Brown type of situation where you've got enough star, you know, power that it doesn't really Luke matter Walton. all that much. Yeah, yeah, Luke Walton. Yeah, yeah, Luke Walton comes to mind too. He got a he got oh, the yeah, sorry, Luke basically off of that too. So, did you guys see the Jason Kidd move? Uh, I guess it was maybe last week or a couple of days ago. They mentioned this on the starters, which is where I saw it. They were up three, and he told whoever was shooting the free throw to miss. The last free throw, there's like three seconds left in the game. He told them to miss the free throw that would have put them up four. The thinking was, if we made it, then <laughs> then with our luck, they would have inbounded it, we would have fouled them, and they would have hit a three-pointer. <laughs> that's what bad coaching. Of, that what, yeah, yeah, that, is, that bad. is bad coaching. They were like, no, listen, Jason, 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 listen. It would have put you up. Two possessions. I guess that's your theory. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm just yeah. Jason. And then you mentioned Hornacek, Doug. Uh, I think last night, two nights ago, they were down three. He drew up a play that ended up with Enos Cantor taking the last shot, which is a bit of a head scratcher. That's um, fantastic. Every, every every play has different options. But after the game, I believe he was asked about it, and he was like, "I've seen him shoot a three pointer before, so we were good with that." Essentially, <laughs> wait, was Porzingis he, healthy? Okay, because if he was, oh, yeah. he was inexcusible. I First see. option oh, was Porzingis. Hey, hey, First Jeff, 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 real quick though, Porzingis was healthy. He's he's one of your your best players. You you've also got a couple of couple of decent shooters on this roster, but 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 you go but you you go with uh, Enos Cantor. I guess that's your theory. Well, no, that's your theory. You went with, okay, yeah. But like to your okay. point, Doug, there hasn't been there hasn't been stuff that's stuck out like that. That's just like no, there's nothing you're bad. On a different planet, but there's yeah. been some underwhelming stuff for a guy that's been really hyped as one of those guys that's going to get a, an NBA coaching yeah. job. There's been some underwhelming stuff. Yeah, Nick, what what have you thought? I mean, because uh, because I, I think because I think the thought around that was like, well, this is basically his. Not his audition, but his re- – yeah, I mean, basically an audition for a head coaching job. I mean, who knows? We'll right. see how this plays out. But, I mean, that was kind of the thinking with his uh, stature around the league. Yeah, it's, it's kind of it's interesting because interesting I haven't seen a lot of the criticism, but I have seen some, you know, some others trying to be a little bit apologetic in the sense of like, well, you know – It'd be nice if he got a chance to – they almost they, they almost like put it on a Clifford where it's like just, you know, kind of break free of Clifford. And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, it's – I don't think – this team's morale and this team's like, and like, I think we've, we've talked about this, just, you know, there's, there, even if there is talent here, it's just like the pieces aren't really working. So you're that, asking a, you're asking a coach to like take pieces that don't fit and try to make them fit. And like that can only, you're not going to get the results you want in that sense. Exactly. So, exactly. Nick, I, I think that's why I'm apologetic and I, and I'm not, I'm not apologetic about it being about being apologetic that's tough to say because because I think this is personnel based it's not it's not anything that he could necessarily do or not do I will say this if I would not be apologetic about Steven Silas if they would have come out in that second half and and completely against Boston and completely fallen apart but they don't right. do that like they come back they fight back and I'll tell you this as well as someone that that hangs around in the locker room after these home games. Nobody, and they're losing a lot. And when teams lose a lot, things start to get a little more honest. And no one around that locker room is looking for a microphone to say anything sly about the game plan. Like, nobody's going to come out and just attack a coach. But what you see in these situations where teams start to lose is there's little insinuations, innuendos about about the game plan or the situation that a particular player has put in. You're seeing that in Milwaukee now. Uh, you know these these comments. Didn't we see that with Nick Batum though? He's not so. Not really. I mean, he hasn't said anything really, particularly about the game plan. He said um, guys need to play for the name on the back, the front of the jersey, and not the name on the back of the jersey. He's criticized players. But no one's come out and really said anything about Ooh. about Silas or 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 about the game plan. In fact, they are more apt to say that the game plan is good. The you know the 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 play the has not been is great. Bad, yeah. yeah, and and so that's why I I think that the the criticism of Stephen Silas is a little bit unfair. 
I there get you go. that. All right, so that, we'll, yeah. we'll 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 move on from that. Um, finally, we'll end this show with uh, what do you want to see in 2018? Because listen, this is the last show of the new year. 2017 has not been kind to Hornets fans. We've essentially seen two seasons of non-playoff contending basketball, despite some big contracts and some big names. So we'll start. Uh, we'll start with David. What do you want to see in 2018? We're going from a Hornets perspective here. It's a Hornets podcast. Or are we going just wide, wide open, Doug? Just to How many? You've been on like 20 fun Fridays. You know that this is wide open. Okay, I'm going to go straight down the line with a Hornets take here. I am ready to see, and this is a broken record, but I think at this point, you know, I don't know what else there is to do. I, you know, I'm ready to see Monk get a few more minutes. Uh, like we've been saying that from the beginning of the season, at least a lot of people have. I, I don't know what else you can expect to see out of Michael Carter Williams at this point. If Monk is there um, and they need some three-point shooting, I think you might as well throw him out there. So that's what I, I would like to see. Sooner rather than later, might not be on this road trip, as Nada mentioned, but maybe when they get back and perhaps it'll be for the worse, you know, the the outlook of the team. But I, I think they need to give them a, a look. What do you want to see in 2018? David wants to see the future. Nada, what do you want to see? Honestly, healthy cliff. Like we haven't heard, we haven't heard word one about what's going on down there. And granted, the Hornets are very secretive about that. But honestly, healthy Cliff, because again, anyone that's known him, talked to him for even five minutes, knows how affable a guy this is. And to be quite frank, again, healthy Cliff. That that's that's the only thing I need. I really want to see or here in 2018 right now that's a good one nada and people ask the show a lot on twitter and, and different things like what's going on with cliff why haven't we heard anything about cliff to be perfectly honest this is a health thing and it's a private thing and if if they want to keep it private and and then steve clifford wants to keep it private then in my opinion that's that's his right um yeah. and, and i don't you know i, I fall more on the side of you know, this is this is basketball. This is an entertainment product. Eventually, uh, a, a decision will be made down the line. Either he re- he will return or or he will not, and we'll report on that. But until then, that that's just it. I mean, it's a health issue. It's a privacy issue, and and that's just the way it's going to be until isn't, until information is is given out. Isn't that amazing? I mean, you guys tell me in this day and age for absolutely nothing to have leaked. Like um, this, organi- that this organization, organization does anything me. well, though, that they can keep things under wraps. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, yes and no. I think in in this in this market, it's it's less surprising if 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 this were a New York or a Golden State where where sure. you're on national TV a lot. I think it's a different issue. And uh, also, I I think these these um, I think if it were a player, it would be a completely different issue. W- with coaches, I think there's less. There's just more leeway between the 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 desire to to break a story and the desire to um, yeah, keep is, a person's privacy. That. I just think it's it's different with coaches and players um, because this is a players' league. Because players impact the game way more than coaches do. Uh, there, you know, there's less of a responsibility to find out information. I think. Um, all right. So, Nick, what do you want to see in 2018? Um, I kind of want to like, wish you know, I could like kind of get a glimpse into like the future a little bit because I think we can all recognize that some kind of change is coming. Um, whether it's like a complete overhaul, whether it's a soft rebuild, whatever you know, but we whether it's a change in coaching or front office personnel, um, I kind of want to you know, right now I feel like we're just in a state of it's like limo. We don't really know. Like we, we, we see things, we see the team continue to, to sink further and further down. We know it's probably not going to turn itself around. So I just kind of like to see what's, what's next. Um, you want a decision, is, you want a decision to be made essentially. I, yeah. Right. And I don't want, I mean, I, and I understand that I understand the reason to, to be patient. I think they should be patient. They shouldn't just, you know, cause all in all likelihood, if they, you know, if they end up, you know, trading one of these one or two big contracts, it's going to, they're probably not going to get a whole lot back. Um, but I mean, you know, I just, I think, uh, God, I had the point and I lost it. Well, but it's bot, just, you know, the, the thing is like the danger oh, is yeah. botching the next step. It, it right. could be even worse than not taking right. the next step until the off season. Yeah. And, and I just, and this uh, just came back to me, but I think if, if things like things are going South right now, but like if they go for a more, you know, dramatic shift where it's like, we're going to have to, start over you know in some sense um you know like 
we've all we've all been there for the last one um and yeah. i just hope that those who are okay with that decision to start Stick over again yeah. are, exactly because it's just like it's brutal it's gonna yeah and, and it, yeah. It, it, oh, it's brutal. yeah yeah that's a problem though man like every time i hear something from someone who's just like tear it down fire sale they aren't watching now so it's like it's tough to for you know it's tough to jump on board with them like well i know i'm going to be sitting here watching this garbage again if they do that it's like but you're not so, so, so stop exactly well and there's right. there's this there's this sense that i think and and this is arguable and and people can disagree with this or not but the, and and you can let us know on twitter at locked on hornets but i had a discussion on twitter with our friend producer Kurt, who by the way provided all of those Eric Collins sound bites, so thank you uh, to Money. producer Kurt for yeah. working mm-hmm. hard uh, to to help this show. But him and I had not an argument; we just had a discussion about this sense that I think is a fallacy that if the Hornets were to tear it down, play Monk more, draft a top three pick this next season, that fans would would come to the building to see that. I don't think that that's the case. I think that no. fans – listen, I keep going back to this moment that I had one day. I was walking by Spectrum Center. It was not a game night. I was just walking by there, and two guys were passing by me, and I overheard briefly their conversation. And one guy looked at Spectrum Center and went, hey, man, we should go to a Hornets game sometime. And the other guy said, the Hornets, don't they suck? This was during the playoff season. This is when they were playing well. This was towards the latter half after they yeah. had already locked things up and were heading towards 50 wins. And and that's it. The casual fan doesn't pay attention to the standings. They don't pay attention to scores. They don't listen to this podcast, frankly. I mean, they don't keep up with the team. So the only thing that brings those guys into the building, and this is what the Hornets knew and what they were trying to get at, the only thing that brings those fans into the building are national TV appearances, national TV wins, a.k.a playoff wins like that's what brings that's what um elevates your your golden states your your chicago's when when they were doing okay that's what elevates the dallas mavericks those championships that they won that's why they're in the top tier that's what brings people into the building you look at phoenix you look at orlando they are 15th and 16th in the league in terms of percentage of the building that they're filling and that's despite getting draft pick after draft pick after draft pick uh, the, the Philadelphia 76ers were dead last in the league for several years straight after they started the process in 2013. And only after, what, like 17 first-round picks have yeah, exactly. have they gotten it, it to, to number right. one in the league this season. And, and that's only because they got national attention, because they're a national market. Like, the, they wanted to be, like, the NBA wanted to put them on national TV, but couldn't. Now they can. Fans are back into the building. And they and, and if, they don't win in the, if they don't win in the playoffs, yeah. they'll go right back to the middle of the pack. Like, if this doesn't work, they'll be Orlando. Exactly. And that's the thing. It's like, people don't realize how it's going to be a hard sell if you blow this thing up because people aren't going to come back until at least the first playoff win, which may be five, six years down the line, if that, and right. this team may be in Seattle. That's and the Philly, problem. Yeah, and Philly specifically, they're built for that, like as a city. Like they're almost built for the negativity, the process, right? Like like the, the hardcore fans kind of bought into that, like it was their stick for a little while. Yeah. I don't think Charlotte is going to buy into that and be Oh, absolutely or not. And I know Absolutely people not. like Kurt's going to be there. Like people listening to this show are going to be still be watching. But if you start off your 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 teardown theory, will with well, I haven't watched the Hornets at all this season. But like <laughs> we, you can't yeah, really that, listen to those. Exactly. I'm not going to pay attention to your again. Your opinion holds no weight if you if you haven't watched the Hornets game this year. Quite frankly, and you tell you go tear down with me. But I'm like with I'm with Nick in the sense that I feel like. They have to make a decision quickly. I said this on the radio the other day. Like, if they don't go three and one on this road trip, and there is zero, I think to me that shuts the door on hope for this season. They they really need to start thinking about something. Maybe not a complete teardown, but yes, playing the rookies more. Uh, uh, maybe trying to make some small deals to get some financial flexibility because that's what you have to understand. Is that and honestly, they have no you, cap flexibility in in the off season coming up, like zero. Yeah, yeah. they're back yeah. to, and they don't even have the the biannual exception. They're just going to have the mid level exception to to improve this roster, 
and and they need they need more than that. So they're going to have to get creative, and and do they? And I think the big question heading into whatever decision they make is. Does the current regime get the responsibility of making those changes, or or is there yeah. regime change? Because look, I don't think honestly, I don't think anything's going to happen in terms of changing the direction of this franchise uh, until they make a decision on the current regime. Oh, I agree. I yeah. agree. The one thing, the the one other question I would have is, if you're the Hornets, don't you would a regime change be spurred by if Kemba Walker said they go to Kemba Walker about an extension? And he says no way, because yeah. I think if you have, and they that can't do that until next season. Well, you, they can't, but you got to get you got to get a to take a temperature on it at least. You got to at least take his temperature on that because Isn't we've seen what Paul. One? Yeah, that is step one. You take it to his temperature on an extension at this point. Start you using, start using code words. Yeah, exactly. You you have to start taking a yeah. temperature on Kemba Walker's uh, on an extension because if he says no or he gives you anything that makes you doubt that he's going to sign an extension in basically 18 months, you have to deal him. And that starts the process in itself. Just I think that's like, step one. Just be like, Kemba, I hear they're opening up a midnight diner near your near your house uh, two years from now. You Are you excited about that? Yeah, some, some <laughs> just start using like that. code words. We uh, yeah, think, we we <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, I think to Nick's, I think to Nick's and all of our point and all the frustration from the fans. Like, if they are not seeing that this particular path is just not going to work, right? Like, like they've tried it, and if they continue to ignore that and do nothing, then that's when I think fans and everyone, frankly, really has a right to be upset because. Like they've got to shift things. They've got to, however they want to do it, they've got to make a decision, like you were saying, Doug, on something to do. It, it can't keep going on like it is because, man, it feels like we've been watching the same thing for like five years. And I know it's only been, what, two and a half or something like that, but it's the same yes. thing over and over again. Okay. I, I haven't said my my 2018 thing yet. And we're all, we've almost, we did it, man. We almost went an hour. And that's perfect because this is the, the final show of 2017. So people are going to have a couple of extra days to listen to this. So hopefully people will dig in. Uh, but here's my thing for 2018. Just, just stay passionate. And, and that can go for Hornets. Stay, try to, I, this is, it's frustrating. Yes. But but try to keep your passion and and things you may find things going on in this country very frustrating. But just keep your passion. Don't don't get cynical. Don't don't get uh, don't tune out. Um, and and certainly don't tune out to this show because we're going to have a lot of fun in 2018, regardless of what happens on the court. Uh, we're going to keep this thing. Uh, we're going to keep this thing light. We're going to talk about the NBA. We're going to talk about the Hornets' future. Whatever happens, and you know, if, if they start to make a playoff run out of nowhere, we, we'll talk about that too. Uh, and if they don't, we'll talk about that too. So uh, just stay passionate about whatever it is that you are passionate about right now. Don't lose that fire. That's what I. That's what I'd like to see uh, from everyone, people on the show, uh, people that listen to the show. Uh, just keep that fire in 2018. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Hornets here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We've had an excellent 2017. We really appreciate all the support, whether it's listening to us, uh, tweeting us, uh, subscribing to our Patreon page. We've had uh, so much love in 2017, and we can't wait to do it all again next year. Uh, Have a safe New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. Subscribe uh, to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Overcast. Uh, Just search Locked on Hornets. We're back again next year. For the panel, I'm Doug saying, go Hornets, go America. Let's swarm Charlotte.